0: Hello and welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Good to be going through another season with you guys. For all your faithful listeners who stay tuned, thanks for being here and for all your encouragement. All you guys are always coming to tell me that this has played a big part in your uh, devotions and I really appreciate that. Um, it here I hear it and it helps me a lot and keeps me motivated, okay? So thanks to all you guys. And uh, we're going to be hopefully keeping up um, the season through um, as we close in on Easter. And uh, that's the hope. That's the prayer. God knows what we don't. But hopefully this will be a nice long walk together um, back in Scripture until we get there. Okay? And we got some exciting things coming up as we get into that season. All right? Into the spring. But I hope to be with you guys through um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all that. All right? We'll get through it together. <laughs> All right, today we're going to take our verse of the day from uh, Paul's letter to the church in Colossus, so this would be Colossians. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 4. Um, we just finished a big series on Colossians in our church. We were taking it through, um, we had we t- went through the whole book on Sunday, and we had some stuff on Wednesdays to follow up with it. Our men did a Bible study, so um, we've been inside and out of this book. So I'm, I'm excited to take a verse here and see if it's helped me and feeling more uh, familiar with it. All right. So this is chapter 4, which means um, this letter is coming to a close. This is the last chapter. And um, as is typical with Paul, towards the end here, he's sewing some things up, okay? So he's laid down a lot of theology and worldview, okay? And uh, now he's kind of applying it here and there and, like, giving some basic instructions for Christian life. And that's where our verse is today, okay? It's Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. And in the ESV, it reads, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Okay, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. What a great phrase, am I right? I love to think about um, our conversation, my words being seasoned with salt, even though I'm being gracious, okay? So it's just a perfect um, combo there that Paul's asking us for, so that as Christians, we are always gracious towards each other, forgiving, and we're gracious towards other people, always considering what God has done for us and the way that we treat other people. And at the same time, there needs to be that flavor. So we don't just agree with everything and bland and just go with the flow. You know, as Christians, we need to have that some salt in our speech. Um, There needs to be a flavor, that flavor of heaven, that flavor of redemption, that flavor of repentance, right? That flavor of the love of God, that flavor of um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now, um, why is there seem to be an emphasis on this? Uh, It's a cool thing about context, um, which we talk about a lot on this program, is that verse 6 is good Christian instruction as is. You know, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salts. You may know how to answer each person. Okay, that's good. But what's cool is if we just go to verse 5, we'll see that this is actually, we're being instructed in a way, especially how to talk to a certain group of people. And here's what I mean by that. Verse 5 says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. So you guys know this. You're a Christian. Um, I'm assuming. If you're not, welcome in. I'm glad you're listening. But if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you're hearing this verse, then you're a part of the family of God. And you guys know this. We live in a world where not everybody is a part of the family of God. The Bible is very clear on that. There are those who have not accepted the gospel. Uh, they have not received it, and they're not a part of the family of God. And when we're we're being told how to act around outsiders, and man, I could have done better at this. I don't. I can't speak for you, but I could have done better at this. I was always too quick to argue, too quick to be mad and scared that people were disagreeing with me. I wish I'd. I wish earlier in life I'd paid more attention to Paul here, because then I would have realized that I w- I should walk in wisdom towards outsiders. And that isn't that a great way to put it. So Paul's not saying that it's going to be easy or that there's one answer or that you should always do the same thing. That'll be a little theme through these two verses. He's saying walk in wisdom towards outsiders. That means it's going to take some thought. It's going to take some strategy. It's going to take some, right? You're going to have to look into it. You're going to have to know your stuff. Making the best use of the time. So we need to realize that um, every time that we are dealing with those who are not in the family God, not in the church, This is an opportunity not to get weird and hung up and compulsive to just, like, got ourselves so freaked out we can't even get through the grocery store, okay? That's not the way. I've been close to that. Maybe you guys have too by worrying about it too much and getting too twisted up. Instead, though, we need to say, okay, my time is not my own. My time is not limitless, right? My time belongs to God, and time in this world is limited, and the gospel is extremely important. And so I need to make the best use of the time, and I need to walk in wisdom towards outsiders. So when I'm engaging with people who don't know Christ, I need to be, basically, Paul might say, on my game. Uh, walk in wisdom. Now, you could say, okay, but what does that mean? You know, again, you might be like me. Maybe that's led you into a lot of, you know, arguments and kind of trying to go after people, and maybe you regret that. And you're like, man, is that what he wanted? And that's why we need to read further into six where he says, no, here's what it looks like. Let your speech always be gracious. You see how he covers that first. He knows how we are. You know, he wants to say first and foremost, let your speech be gracious. And guys, it's easy to go, well, specifically, what should I say? But no, I think we know better. Paul knows that it's more, it's tone. It's the overall tone and feel and. And message that laces itself through our conversation, especially as, you know, it's important in talking to other Christians, but especially as we talk to people who aren't Christians yet, grace needs to characterize everything that we say, you know, forgiveness and understanding and slow to anger, slow to speak, slow to get angry, um, humble, you know, all these things are making sure that our, our speech is gracious, but so there's the but, and That's why there's a comma there. Let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt, okay? Because there are going to come times. There just is. When you talk with people in your neighborhood, your family, um, your job, any ways that you might interact with those who are not Christians, there's going to come obvious contrast between the way you're living your life and the way they're living their lives. The things they're most looking forward to and the things you're most looking forward to. The things that you're uh, afraid of or worried or concerned about, the things they're afraid of, worried, or concerned about are going to come up. And at those times, your speech needs to be gracious, first and foremost, but seasoned with salt. Um, A way that I think it was Pastor Timothy Keller just passed on a little while ago. Um, I believe it was him who said, do relationship and don't hide, you know, as a Christian. Do relationships with people who are not believers and don't hide who you are. It's a lot different than start arguments with, hunt down, you know, pin down, prove wrong those people who are not believers, okay? So anyway, the the emphasis is grace first and foremost, but season with salt. If you do these two things, okay, our context lets us know. Let your speech always be gracious to season with salt, comma, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So I love this because Paul specifies there isn't just one way to answer Everybody's a Christian. Sometimes I think we're afraid of that. Some of us are afraid of that. Some of us are thinking that the only thing we should be saying to people who are unbelievers is, you need to be a believer. And we're just afraid. We're like, man, I don't know if I can do that. And I feel like I have to turn every relationship into like this thing where I'm trying to sell somebody something. And it's like, no, you didn't get that from the Bible. We need grace. We need wisdom. And we need salt so that we'll know how to answer each one because there's a different way to answer each one. Some people are curious about the gospel. Some people know about it and don't want it. Some people uh, know about it, but they got some questions. Some people know about it and they wish, they want in, they just don't know how, okay? You're meeting all kinds of people like that. You're going to meet people who hate the gospel and hate God and hate Christianity and don't want to hear about it. You are going to meet those people, okay? Okay. So in each case, something different is called for, and if we keep our eye on gracious speech that's seasoned with salt, then the Apostle Paul says we will know how to answer each person. Every great now and again, I think that we know more about how to do this than we think, but we often get in our own way and sabotage ourselves by getting too nervous and putting too much pressure on ourselves and not noticing that the Apostle Paul himself gives this very earthy, doable um, teaching wisdom here. Okay. Walking in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time, letting our speech be gracious, but seasoned with salt so that we may know how to answer each person. Um, we often look in this program where we can see Jesus in these verses and man, don't you, don't you see him here? How, how he dealt with everyone that he met right? Jesus was always walking in wisdom towards outsiders and he considered his whole life to be making the best use. Like why am I here? I'm here to do what the father shows me to do. I'm on mission. That was Jesus's whole deal daily. And it it needs to be ours too. And we can see that in Jesus's life that did not apparently equal him acting like a Looney tune every day or being crabby or hiding away up on a hill. So he didn't accidentally say the wrong thing or just, you know, holding the Ford in the basement and, you know, I was going to say waiting until Jesus comes back, but we're talking about Jesus. Okay? It was it, That's not what it looked like for him. He interacted with people every day. He was a part of his culture. He went to the synagogue. He walked the walk. He ate lunch with them. Okay. And then he was always letting his speech be gracious and seasoned with salt, and he knew how to answer each person, and boy, did he. All right, guys. We're out of time. It's been so good to be with you. We'll see you next time.